0: All seats are in the upright position and trays are put away before we take off. KR Media proudly presents Kingdom Rock Radio with your Bible teachers, Pastor Mark A. Stroud. I'm looking to what the Lord Jesus has in his hand for me. And Pastor Suniko Stroud. How with God on their side, they were stronger than anybody. Get the latest downloads from our website. You can download today's message as an MP4, MP3. Or simply download the Kingdom Rock app to your mobile devices from the iTunes Store or Android Market. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center in Bremen, Georgia. And remember, Jesus is Lord. This week's message is entitled, I'm Saved, Now What? by Pastor Mark A. Stroud. Mark 16, Mark 16. Mark 16 and today we'll be speaking from the subject of I'm saved dot dot now what I'm saved now what what does that mean all right From last week, we looked at the uh, importance of the resurrection. The importance of the resurrection. How many of you remember that message? Hope you were really able to really get into that word and understand why it was important that Jesus Christ uh, was resurrected. And we understand that he was resurrected uh, for our justification. The Bible says he was raised for our justification. Remember, justification breaks down to really a simple definition, just if I had not sinned, you're right, justified. Justified, meaning just if I had not done it. Okay, so wonderful. Ah, Lord, this is so wonderful here. What Jesus did for us in the whole crucifixion process, in the whole raising from the dead process, uh, he took on him the, our sins, the sins of the world, so that we could go free, right? The whole resurrection process, the whole salvation process. I love the way my bishop said it, and this, this is so wonderful. I, I never quite heard it this way, but it fits so well, so I want to bring it to you today. I'll give him credit one time, bishop, just one time. <laughs> Next time, it's mine. <clears throat> it, is, it is as if we committed a crime. Right. And our fingerprints were everywhere, all on the crime scene, on the gun, on the knife. And your blood samples, DNA were all everywhere around the crime scene. Right. You were guilty. You did it. All the evidence was there pointing to you that you did it. And the person that committed this crime, this crime is worthy of death. You get the death penalty. Your fingerprints were all around there. They know it was you. Okay, your DNA everywhere. Jesus comes in. I love this. And he wipes away your fingerprints and all the, your DNA. He wipes it all off. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He wipes it all off. Thank you, Lord. And then he puts his there. Lord, Lord, Lord. He puts his there. So when the judge looks at you, did you do it? There's no evidence that you were ever there. No evidence that you had ever done it. But all the evidence points toward Jesus. And he died for us. He took our sins on himself. The punishment that we were supposed to get. He took the rap. Isn't that wonderful? He took the rap for us. And the importance of the resurrection again is that because he was raised up, we know that God received the sacrifice yes. Yes. because bad people don't go to heaven Amen. Amen. or people with sins on their lives don't go to heaven. Amen. Jesus had all of our sins on him, burn those sins up in hell. We talked about that, right? Yeah, and rose the third day and yeah. is seated on the right hand of God, yes. Yes, Right. So the importance of the resurrection is that God received the sacrifice. He received the atonement, so to speak. He received that. So that means that there is no more evidence of me around that sin. Amen. When the father looks at me, he doesn't see the DNA. Amen. He sees the, what Jesus did for me. He sees me, Scott, clean because I'm in Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Are you hearing me? He doesn't look, he, when the Father looks at you, if you're born again, if you're saved, he doesn't look at you and see, oh, what a big pile of mess. He sees Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is so wonderful, isn't it? Understand that. Now, we are saved. Now what? We've received Christ. Now what? Now what do we do? So many people are asking this question. Let's go back to Mark 16. Mark 16, and uh, I'm just going to read verses 9 through 20, and uh, you'll catch the flow of this what's happening here. Jesus has been resurrected, so we're taking up right from that point. Jesus has been resurrected, and he's going back to the disciples here. Verse 9 says, now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. See, they didn't believe that Jesus was alive. They were back there crying. If you believe that Jesus was risen, you wouldn't be back over there crying and mourning. They saw Jesus die. They knew he died. And that was it. Here again, if Jesus did not get up, as the Bible declares in Corinthians we're miserable if he didn't get up then that means we're still in our sins if he did not get up then that means that we're still under condemnation if he did not get up then that means that our faith is in vain if he did not get up then jesus is just like an ordinary man he's just like a false messiah if he did not get up then that means that you know all we have is this life that means why in the world to come to church Why in the world would I come to church? If Jesus did not get up, then that means that all this Christianity stuff is false. If he didn't get up. But because he did rise from the dead, all of this is true. All right, look at this. It says again here. All right. And she went and told them that had been with him, and they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, what? Believe not. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue, unto the other uh, ten or or nine that remains because Judas uh, was deceased now. They told to the others, neither believed they them. Verse 14, afterwards, he appeared unto the uh, eleven as they uh, sat at meat and upbraided them uh, with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. They didn't believe. So Jesus came to them and said, hey, y'all should have believed that I was raised from the dead. Verse 15, here's where we really want to start today. I'm saved, now what? And he said to them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall Take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord hath spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat down, rather than sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Help me pray just for a second. Father, we thank you uh, for this day and for the anointing that makes preaching and teaching easy. Lord, we pray that the word of God will be sown today on good fertile ground and that it will produce a 100-fold return. Hope our eyes to be open. Help our eyes to be open to the truth that is in the scripture. Lead us and teach us by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, let every heart say amen. All right. So we see here the Lord Jesus risen now from the grave. And the state of the church is in unbelief. The Lord sent uh, Mary Magdalene first, first the woman preacher to tell the the gentleman he's alive. We don't believe him. Then he talked to two other disciples as they were walking. And those two disciples came back and told the others he's alive. We saw him. Uh, We don't believe you. So then Jesus comes himself and shows them it's me. And, of course, we know in another uh, gospel, Thomas said, I'm not going to believe unless I see, uh, you know, unless I see and can poke my fingers inside and everything. And Lord said, Thomas, you should have believed. Right. So the church right now, Jesus has, in fact, risen. He is alive forevermore. He's alive. He is. He is alive forevermore. And he's going back to his church, telling his church, hey, it's me. I'm up. I've been raised with all power. I have it. And the first thing he does once he gets their attention and they begin to believe, he begins to tell them to do something. He tells them to go. I'm saved. Now what? He says, go. A lot of us that are in the church today get saved. But then they stop they have what's called, what some people call fire insurance. You know, I'm saved from the fire of hell. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go to hell. So, so I'll just rest right here. They get saved. They get their fire insurance and they stop. But Jesus, once the disciples knew that Jesus was risen, he tells them not stop. He tells them, to go go therefore into all the world let's look at that go and go ye go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature now here we're going to get into that but verse 16 is very sobering listen to verse 16 again he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved isn't that something now he tells them to go into all the world he tells them to go and the second word here is preach right Amen. go and go preach now some people say well i'm not a preacher so he's not talking to me no he's talking to you too he's talking to everybody Amen. those that are saved those that have received him as lord and savior he's telling us to go he's telling us to preach now preaching doesn't necessarily mean you go stand on a corner with the corner with the bible it does, definitely does not mean that you go and beat your, uh, your relatives over the head with your Bible. Amen, 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 amen. The word preach means to proclaim, right. to publish, to tell. That's right. Tell what? Tell of what Jesus did. Right. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. Preach the gospel. Gospel means what? Good news. OK, go preach the, uh, the good Go preach the good news. Well, what is the good news? The good news is that Jesus has removed the DNA evidence. And if you believe in what he has done, he has paid the price for your sins and the work of reconciliation have begun. You can be made back or brought back into right fellowship with God again. Hallelujah. That's the good news. Hallelujah, that the work has already been done and the father is smiling and he loves you. He's already made a way for you to have not only fire insurance, but to have an abundant life through Christ. Are you hearing? He tells us to go preach the good news. Remember, preach means to proclaim, to tell it, to publish it. We can publish it over a microphone here. We can publish it in drama. We can publish it through music. We can publish it through dance. We can publish it uh, through movies. We can publish it uh, through paper, through billboards. God said, go publish it, preach it, publish, proclaim it, publish the good news. Tell everybody what I've done for you. Tell everybody that I have risen. The Lord said, remember, keep it in the context. Tell them all that I have risen. That the atonement has been received, that you can now have forgiveness of your sins. Hallelujah. Tell everybody that God has made a way. Go, not sit, not stop. Go and tell them the good news. It's good news. Are you hearing me? And so he said again, verse 16 is very sobering. He said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Hallelujah. The work has been done. Now you got to believe it. Amen. Amen. Okay. He said, go preach. And we said, preach means simply, uh, let's, let's keep it real simple to tell them, right? Amen. Amen. Tell them, right? Yes. But all this, all this is good. And then they then the person has to, What's that word? Believe, right? Amen. I bef- I before E except after C. <laughs> That's not right. No, right? It oh, it's right. It is I. Yeah, nice. <laughs> okay. They've got to believe the news. Right? Before I can do anything for you, You've got to believe it. Okay? You've got to believe it. Now, this is so important. If you really believe something, you're going to act on it. So, believing and acting really are just about the same word, it, it implies some form of action. Okay? If I told you that you had just won 25, or well, let me put it this way. No, no, no. Okay. If I told you, let me pick somebody out, let me pick somebody out here, let me pick somebody out. Uh, if I told Mika, Mika, an attorney just called me and you have a great, 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 great uncle far removed on your, on your cousin's uh, cousin Buki's side, okay? <laughs> and you are the last survivor on that side that's a girl on that side there. And they were rich, and they left you. The attorney said, "Here's the paper, right here. Where's the paper? Yeah, here's the paper, right here." The attorney told me to tell you, matter of fact, come down here, Mika, so you can read it. So you can read it. I want you to see it. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. This is exciting. This is exciting news. This is what the attorney and he, he faxed it to me, and I put in this nice little sleeve so that you can see it, so I can tell you. Okay, the attorney has said that you have now inherited $2.5 billion. (laughs) Now, if she believed that, if she believed that, how would her face look? 2.5 2.5 billion dollars. Would she be worried about money? What if her car note was behind? Would she be worried about that now? If her house note was behind, would she be worried about that now? What would she be worried about? Everybody asking her for money. Uh, just like they ask it for you now. Okay. Okay. So her believing causes things to begin to happen. Her believing caused her to think a different way. You know, it caused her to act a different way. Maybe she came in. When she got the news, whoo! Right? Her whole life would change because of what she believed. She hadn't seen the money yet. I just told her. Give her a hand, would you? Thank you, thank you, Mika. Uh, she won't be the only one today, but praise the Lord. <laughs> now, here again, she had not seen the money. Amen, amen. She had not yes. seen the check. Oh, I, I just told her. Yes. I told her what? The. I told her the good news. Yes. And how do I know that she believed me? Oh, oh my God. Right. Somebody, she may have fallen out. What would you do? Would you fall out? Somebody got to fan you and say, how can I get my, to access to my money? I mean, you'd be, different things would happen, right? Yes. Believing produces that. You're just on the same, on, the, on another token, if I, if, if I told some, let's say some of you had a, a fear of um, snakes. And uh, I saw a hand there. I'm not calling about it. Let's say if you had the N. If I told you that there was a small crack in that wall there and I saw one coming in. If you had a phobia of snakes, would you remain, if you believe me, would you remain seated in your chair? No. If you believe me, some of you would go run, <laughs> go climb on top of a chair, climb up there, you know, try to run out the back door. If you believe. Right? But if you did not believe, you say, oh, he's just playing. Pastor's playing. He's just playing. There's nothing there. He's just playing. Right? Believing translates into some form of action every time. Amen. If you believe it, you're going to act on it. So the Lord said here, we said all this, I'm saved, now what? The Lord says, go and tell them the good news. Those that believe. They're going to get baptized. Those that believe and are baptized, if you believe, you're going to go into that next action, which is baptism. Okay, baptism, baptism symbolizes the death, burial and death, burial and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. What happens in baptism? You go down. It's like the Lord Jesus going down into the to the grave, to the earth. And then you are brought up resurrected. Right. You are identifying with that. Okay, He said, go tell them, those that believe and are baptized, where you're going to be, this is so wonderful, you're going to be what? You're going to be saved. You're going to be saved. Word saved means to be healed. It means to be delivered. It means to be set free from whatever shackles and chains are holding you. You believe and are baptized. That's the first action, baptism, first action of your belief. And a baptized. You're going to be saved. The Lord said that's a promise, right? Amen. Look at that. He said, shall be It's a positive word. Do you see that? <clears throat> shall be not maybe not might you shall be saved, save from what? I'm glad that you asked that question. Save from save from. I'm going to have to write it. Save from hell. Save from the fire. Save from really. Save from uh, judgment. Okay. Save from judgment. Save from the wrath of God. That is to come on this earth. Do you understand that there will be that there would be a time of judgment when all of us, when the, all of human race, will stand before the great judge. Who is Jesus Christ, the judge of the living and the dead? All of them that have not received Christ will stand before the judgment seat of Christ Jesus and will have to give an account of what you've done in your life. You're saved from that moment of looking at the judge with fire in his eyes. You're saved from that moment from looking at the all powerful one. You can't squirm your way out of it. Heaven does not accept American Express. You can't buy your way out of it. You can't bribe your way out of it. We are saved from that moment. Yes, there are repercussions in this lifetime. We're saved from um, uh, satanic stuff and the Lord will heal our bodies and heal our minds. But understand something, we will be saved from, speaking here directly, saved from the judgment and the wrath of God. You understand that? Saved from the judgment and the wrath of God. The book of Revelation says that day will be so horrible. That people will be running and and telling the rocks fall on us save us from the wrath of the lamb fall on me hide me from him that sits on the throne. Hide me but there'll be no place to hide. I am saved from hell not just hell but from the wrath of God from judgment eternal judgment which will lead to hell. Are you understanding? He said, go tell them the good news. There was a judgment on mankind. The evidence was stacked up against them. The evidence was there. Fingerprints, DNA was all over the place. But tell them the good news that I've been to the crime scene and I've wiped it down. I've wiped it down for you. And I put my fingerprints in their place." And that I have already paid the price for them. I've already bled and died, been whipped and beat. And I've already spent time in hell for them. I've already done it for you. I have taken your full sentence. The sentence that you would have received for the crime. Jesus said, I have already done it. It's already been paid for now. Now, go. Go. Tell them the good news. And those that believe in the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ, those that believe are going to be baptized. Those that believe the good news will be saved from the wrath of God, saved from the judgment of God. That is coming upon the earth. Are you hearing me? Now, if we are alive during that time, we're going to really see it. If if those that are not alive during that time, God said that the dead will be raised to come before God and the sea gave up the dead that were in it. And wherever the dead were, if somebody was cremated and all that stuff, the parts you got to come back together and you got to stand before God. saved from the wrath of God, from the judgment of God. I'm safe. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Are you hearing me? Amen. Now listen to the sobering thing here. The next very next part of this, he said, uh, verse sixteen: He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Now, does that mean that God is going to tell people here again, since you didn't believe, it, believe in my son, uh, you're going to a fiery place? Listen to what it says. He says, if you believe this, you are saved. If you refuse to believe this, believe what? Believe the good news. If you refuse to believe the good news, there is no place for you in heaven. Refusing to believe in the work, refusing to believe in the work of Jesus Christ in this life is what we would call the unpardonable sin. You understand that? You can have no pardon for that. Some people say, well, uh, I I don't know. Uh, uh, Or we can say it's called also blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit has come to show us who Jesus is. And if you spend your life, every waking moment or sleeping moment and, and the breath that's in your lungs and the blood run through your veins, if we spend this life and if you die, If you leave your body and you have spent your time on this earth resisting the Holy Spirit. Because understand, he's been trying to tell you. Because God knows more than all of us how this place is. How hell is. He knows more than all of us what the day of judgment is going to be. He knows more than all of us. That there are going to be so many tears on that day. As we look around, as we're in heaven and with the Lord in that prepared place for us. And we're seeing one another there. And we're expecting to see someone. And that someone is not there. Oh my God. Where is so and so? If they're not there, then they can only be in one other place. They're not coming out of that place. There is no parole from hell. There is no parole. They will be there for an eternity. Hell is a place of punishment, torment. Are you hearing it's not a party place? You're not going to party in hell. Amen. Oh, man, I don't know about you. I'm going to hell. All the prostitutes down there and so and so down there. I'm going. I'm going to have me all kinds of women. We're going to drink and drink and drink. No foolish fool. Amen. Amen. It is a place of eternal punishment. Yes. 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 Are you hearing? Yes. Somebody said, well, I don't believe in God. I don't believe God will send people there. You're right. He won't. We send ourselves there. Man sends his own self there when God has already made a way. He has already made a way. He that believes this message believes the good news and is baptized. The first action of belief and is baptized. The Lord said, well, you're going to be saved. Saved from what? Saved from judgment. Saved from the wrath of God. Saved from eternal, eternal banishment from the presence of God. You're going, You're going to be saved from that. Hallelujah. You're going to be saved from that. Hallelujah. You're going to be saved from that. Hallelujah. But he also said, he that does not believe that message is going to be condemned. It's going to be damned for an eternity. Very much sober word. So he tells us to go and tell them two things, not just go and tell them Jesus loves you. Yes, he do. <laughs> he really do love you. But he also told us to go and tell them, if you don't believe it, there would be judgment. And if you don't allow Jesus to pay for your sins, you'll have to pay for your own Jesus has already volunteered and has already decided to pay the price for every bad thing that you've ever done or will do. He's already volunteered to go to the electric chair for you. He's already volunteered to take your place. So if you decide, if the person decides, no, I don't want my substitute. I don't want Jesus. And that means you will have to pay the price for your own. Are you understanding? Yes, 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 yes. So Jesus said, "Go tell them. This is the good news. This is the gospel. The Lord said, "I have already done the work. Now go tell them. Praise the Lord. Prophesy, declare it to the world. Go everywhere. Telling them the good news. Telling them what I did. And he said, "Listen, verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. I'm going to give you some proof. To go, he said, then these signs of all them that believe in my name, they shall cast out devils. You'll have power over the, over the demonic power. You'll have supernatural abilities casting out devils. He said, uh, uh, they will speak rather. Uh, yeah, they will speak with new tongues, get a new language. Some people say, well, this is talking about the Holy Ghost. Yes, yes, that is a portion of it. But the other portion is you won't be cursing anymore. <laughs> God will convict your heart and you'll talk a different way. Yes, 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 you get a new language. Yes, language talks about culture. Yes. Everywhere where there's a different language spoken, the culture is different. Even here in Georgia, where we have a country twang to our voice. Here in this rural area, it's different from those that are city and don't talk with a country twang. The cultures are different. Even though we speak, both speak English, the cultures are different. Where the language is different. Paris, they speak Francais. Parlez-vous Francais? That's different from those that speak Espanol. The cultures are different. Where the language is different, the culture is different. Are you hearing me? One may be similar to the other, but there are differences. So when the Lord said, I'm going to give you a new language, he's not talking, just not talking about the words that come out your mouth. He's talking about a different culture, a different feel will be a peculiar people, a special people marked out for God's use yes. will be different. Yes. You are you hearing me? Yes. This is a sign that we're going with. This is a sign. Hallelujah. We're casting out devils and demons left and right. We have a new language, a new culture. And he goes on to say, and they shall take up serpents. Oh my God. If necessary. I'm not going to bring, if you bring a handful of snakes in here and send them for this altar, I'm going to call the police and you and your snakes going to get out of here. Are you hearing me? If the need arises and something comes and I have to deal with it, well, I have power over that to handle it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Amen. Jesus. Amen. He says, And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Amen. Please don't say I, I'm saved and I'm going to show you I'm saved. Here's some strychnine, some, here's some bleach and, and here's some uh, antifreeze. And I'm going to pour it in here with a little taste of Kool-Aid just to <laughs> sweeten it up. And see, I'm going to show you I'm saved. I'm going to drink it right now. And let's say, let's call Aussie right now. Let's call the funeral home right now. Are you hearing me? If the need arises and you're somewhere, you're somewhere and somebody has tampered with your food and you don't know about this thing. Hallelujah. It will be a sign and a wonder unto them. Oh, they're still alive. There must be something to this. Jesus. Amen. Are you hearing supernatural ability to handle moments of crisis? God said, I'll send that with you. He said they're drinking and the other thing it shall not hurt them. He said, and they shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Amen. That's a promise. Yes. The word says they shall recover, recover, recover. Recovery could mean at a moment, an instant, or it could mean like recovery time after surgery. It takes a while for the healing process. It's up to God whether he wants to heal you just like that. Or over a period of time. He says it's our responsibility not to heal. God never told you to go and heal anybody because you can't heal anybody. You can't even heal yourself. But he did tell you to go and lay hands. I'm laying hands. I'm laying hands. I'm laying hands. And he supplies the power. If you lay hands, he'll supply the power. If you lay hands, he'll supply the power. And this is one of the signs of this believing signs of the good news. Hallelujah. So as we go, he's given us supernatural power and ability to show the world that this Jesus thing is real, is true. To preach to them that there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. To preach to them, heaven is high, hell is low. To preach to them, all oh, the wonders of heaven, but also an eternity of darkness of hell. Amen. And you know that Jesus preached more about hell than he did heaven. Amen. Yeah. He ministered more, made more references to hell than he did yeah. to heaven. Why? Why would the Lord do that? Why would, I do, why would the Lord do that? I personally would spend more time telling you about the place not to go to than the good place. Warning you, don't go there than telling you about all the good things that's going to happen. Let's say if we're closing here, let's say your family's going to take a trip to Florida. And you say, Pastor Al, you've been down to Disney World before? I say, yes, yes, I have. All right, well, tell us about it. And if I know that there are a whole bunch of potholes and roadblocks and and uh, speed uh, troopers out and all this sort of thing, you know, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna spend more time telling you what to avoid than telling you how Mickey Mouse flo- floats up and down over there. I'm gonna tell you you're gonna have a great time over there, great time, but. You got to watch out for this, watch out for that, watch out for this. All these dangers that are on the road. Make sure you get enough gas now and make sure that you got some money in your pocket as you go down. I'm going to spend my time telling you what to do to avoid all that stuff. Then telling you, then spending an hour on how great it's going to be and five minutes on the danger. Are you hearing? We've got a job to do. I'm saved. Now what? Now what? God says, go. Yes, yes. Tell them what? what am... Go preach. Preach what? Tell them what? Tell them what? Tell them the good news. Amen. Tell them the good news. He doesn't tell us to sit down and do nothing. Amen. Amen. I got my fire insurance. Woo-hoo! Now sit. He didn't tell us that. He said, go proclaim it. Share it. And many more things that he tells them, and we'll get to some of that next time. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We are Amen. done. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, come on, let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Come on, let's praise Him. Amen. Amen. Did you learn something today? Yes, 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 yes. Do you know the Great Commission better today than you did when you walked in? Amen. Hallelujah. Tell them it's not your responsibility to make them believe, it's not your responsibility to make them believe but it is your responsibility to tell them. Amen. Let me say that again. It is not your responsibility to make them believe. Amen. Amen. You, can't, you don't have the power to make somebody believe. Amen. 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 You do not have that kind of power. I know some people think that you're the, God's greatest gift to the world, but Amen. Amen. you don't have that kind of power Amen. Amen. to make somebody believe you. But we do have the responsibility to tell them. Amen, amen, amen. You don't have the power to heal, but we do have the responsibility to what? Help. To lay hands. Okay, and if you go to Brother Kelly, he'll say, tell him. <laughs> all right. Right now, with all heads bowed, all eyes closed, if you're in this place today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of today, we pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10 Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Use Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way.